Tonight is a special edition of the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, with a mouthful of nuts, Derek McCaw. I thought we were going to go sophisticated for just a moment. Oh, sophisticated. I don't I, do sophisticated. I was confused. Okay. It is a special night, because uh, we're going to be a little more sophisticated when it's really just Lon and Derek. And with with an appearance by with Rick. With an appearance by Rick Bredschneider, but he did not have his equipment with him tonight. So and he wasn't here, either. He wasn't here. If not you're a, listening, Debbie. He's He's not... Here now. No. That's 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 for dog. He's not sure. under the desk. That's for sure. No. He, what? Anyway, uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, with bringing you a very special podcast. Long. Well, yeah, when you say very special, does that mean one of us gets touched by somebody? Um. Probably not. I hope not. Okay, go on, go on. Anyway, uh, yeah, Lon is a sound engineer, and he's moral compass tonight, oh, which God. makes things. I'm the moral compass. <laughs> Apparently, if you're filling in for Rick, that's your job. We're done. We're, well, over. clearly, it's all—it's already gone way off track. Where are we again? We're at, okay, we're at Elusive Comics and Games, two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred four, in Santa Clara, California. Come on by. Sometimes you can see his podcast. We're also podcasting on a special night. Right now, it's yeah. Thursday night, which has officially become Men's Night. So yeah. Thursday night. A lot of men walking around Thursday at the uh, comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Who would have? Who would guess that that comic book stores would be a good place to find a lot of men milling around? A single working men that mm-hmm. have money to burn yeah. on comics. That's true. When they could be burning it on young ladies like you. Thursday exactly. nights is men night. Come on in. Elusive after dark. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing here. Right on. Although, although the sun hasn't quite set yet. Anyway, let's uh, let's get started. We you know we've got some comics news to talk about, sure. some movies to talk about, uh-huh. movie or movie news anyway. Right. And uh, you know, television is the seasons fall seasons getting underway. So let's start with comics. What did you like this week? You had a really good one. You were all excited about, right? I was very excited this week, Lon, about All Star Superman number twelve. I, they already made 12 of those? Yeah, it took a while. Wow. But, not, well, what? It's still, not one of them was pulped. Mm-hmm. So it stands head and shoulders Good above job. All-Star Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. But I do think uh, that Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely have delivered what may be uh, the definitive Superman story. And if someone... Of asked, the modern era? Or of the of, modern era. Of all. Uh, uh, this is hard to say. Mm. Like, because I believe, I'm a big fan of, and apparently some people are not... Uh, Mark Wade's retelling of Superman's origin and formative year, Superman Birthright. I think that's always been been an amazing uh, trade to buy a storyline to show to people. This is really cool, sort of combining the best of what made people like Smallville originally with the, a stronger sense of the Superman mythos. And here, Grant Morrison was promising this would be the so-called last Superman story, hmm. what was happening at the end of his career. Hmm. So the last year in Superman's life, and elevating it to really mythical status, giving him uh, twelve labors, essentially like Hercules. So not a not a particularly uh, well disguised allusion to mythology, but it's there. In he's kind of like a modern day Hercules. Right? In the meantime, 
Uh, he is, he is just stuffed full of ideas and concepts and just didn't wonder. Didn't kind of a sci-fi feel to it? Like the whole book was, like didn't Superman's like Fortress of Solitude had like robots that helped well, him Well, absolutely, and... but that's absolutely a call back to the Silver Age. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like certainly one of the best Superman stories well, two of the best Superman stories have been written by Alan Moore. Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Never read it. Uh, well, Heard good things. It's what bridged between the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths and, and the new John Byrne revamp way back in 1985. I thought that so I Alan, thought after Alan, Crisis they did Legends, didn't they? Or they did, but well, Whatever Happened Alice to the Man, the of, Man of Tomorrow was sort of like saying goodbye to the old version oh, of Superman. Right, right, right. And and then uh, he also, Alan Moore wrote this story called The Man Who Has, For the Man Who Has Everything, which uh, was about Superman's birthday, mm. and uh, it was adapted into an episode of Justice League Unlimited, I think, mm. or, maybe, or maybe just Justice League. I think it was Justice League Unlimited. Is that uh, the one where he goes to the future and he grows a beard? No, oh, okay. no. Uh, it's uh, where they go to the Fortress of Solitude. Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman join him on his birthday at the Fortress of Solitude, and Mongol has oh, given him the black, that. the black mercy flower, which fills right, I did gives see you part your of fantasy. That. I didn't know Robin was there. I thought it was just no, Batman. No, he, not in the animated show. Robin's not in the animated episode, oh, okay. but he is in the original story. Uh, so I, I have always considered those two of the best Superman stories. And now Grant Morrison's All Star Superman, actually Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, is to give him his due, mm-hmm. because and you're not a big fan of his art, but it grew on you, right? Uh, I have my issues with Frank Frank Quietly sometimes, but I think that uh, it's still just so imaginative. It's very stylized, uh, and yet and, he draws and, beefy men, doesn't he? Everybody's beefy. Everybody's mm-hmm. a little puffy, and I have you know it's like eh, but I got used to it, and there and I understand the rules of it. And, right. he, and he's very consistent with the rules of his artwork. So well, I like a beefy yeah. Superman. I think I've grown to like if that. If you're gonna have a I've grown to like big it. superhero, a big Boy Scout, yeah. should be beefy. Yes, and so uh, this series ended exactly as promised, uh, just incredibly dynamically, and with hope. Did you weep? I didn't weep, but okay. I was just I was just reading it, going choked up. That's a really impressive ending. No, it, it offers hope, which is what the best of myths should do. Mm. And so Grant Morrison's very much in touch with that, and he found a way to tie it back in with some of the concepts he'd put into DC continuity years ago. Hmm. Well, we don't have a lot of time, so we need to move We're gonna on. We're going to move on. So, uh, Do you think this will be collected soon, I hope? I hope so. Now I can feel like I can pull the trigger and go ahead and buy the, the hardback. I'm hoping there'll be a 12-issue hardback, and uh, the, but right now they've, they've done it in six-issue increments. And uh, Steve is the Steve to... is pointing at me. Is that like a oh, sorry, on the nose? Or? Oh, what do you? What would you like to say, Steve well, Simonetti? The, the All Star Superman is out in a hardcover and a softcover for Volume One. For Volume One, which yeah. is the first six issues, do we have an estimated date on? Have they announced a collection for seven through twelve? No, I haven't seen anything. What about a complete? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. So well, uh, that's what we want. That's what we're holding out for. We'll but probably do an omnibus of some sort. I, w- I it, and it's definitely a book that'd be well worth having an omnibus. Omnibus? Why not just what's an is an omnibus like? It means all twelve issues, all of it. Oh really? I thought omnibus went more than that, but I guess. Okay. Oh, it's a double decker double decker bus in England. Oh, okay. And it'll have Superman as symbols. Well, wait, on wouldn't it. omnibus mean one bus? All omni oh, means omni all. all. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Got it. Anyway, so now enough talking about books we have read. Let's let's uh, crankily let's offer our opinions. Let's criticize something we haven't read. Indeed, uh, DCU decisions number one. I decided I didn't like it. <laughs> Tell us the premise. Well, I do. I did get it. You know, oh, because as okay. usual, that was thuddingly obvious. I didn't even know the premise. Rick just had it in his stack. and uh, Not that he was here. 
Right. I imagined Rick had it in his stack. DC Universe Decisions is basically, I believe it's a four-issue miniseries designed to share with us uh, what the political standings are of the heroes in the DC Universe. Now, in a time where right now everybody in the real world is just frustrated and foaming angry at mouth, and foaming yeah. at the mouth, I think that's the perfect time to get everybody on board by... <laughs> By let's see, making them hate each other. Which more. superhero should uh, should Sarah Palin actually be reading? Wait, I thought DC didn't take place in the real world, so don't they have their own? Like in the DC universe, Lex Luthor is a former president, right? Yes, indeed. Right. So why have them? Co- why do we need our superheroes to? Is this it, okay. especially when they were afraid to say which party Lex Luthor was running on? Right, and then the other thing is is. Is this going to be DC's version of Civil War next? Are we going to have red heroes and blue heroes? Let's not do that because we're still in the middle of Final Crisis. Who needs that? Who I needs know. red state, blue state? I think if anything, they're just—it's uh, maybe it's a corporate decision because they're going, "Hey, elections in 60 days or whatever it is." And, and hey, Marvel's got Stephen Colbert still running for president, <laughs> right? So, so let's uh, you know let's let's chart a book out there that's going to get you know. You know, we'll, uh, so we'll I don't we'll know. Put Obama man in it. Or maybe no maybe next week Rick will have read it and he'll ha- he'll be able to offer a cogent opinion on it because he'll be educated. He'll have read it. Well, on the cover we they had not. a poster of Green Arrow and wasn't Green Arrow running for mayor? Or he was the mayor, mayor of Star City. See, yeah. I just I mean when the heroes, and we know he's a lefty. Sure, sure. Stinking pinko, really. Right, but I mean it's like I don't, you know we don't. Do we want our politics in our comics? I don't know. I, I thought it I was don't. escapism. I, I would like a little escapism right now. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm, I'm terrified by the real world. Right. Uh, and, and but and yet, on the flip side, maybe I'm going to argue with another thing. We didn't read it yet. A storyline that I've actually been enjoying, although I don't quite understand, this revamping of Brainiac for like the fourth or fifth time in modern continuity, mm. which is really a throwback to the old where he is shrinking down cities, destroying planets, and shrinking down their cities so Candor. Is got... like Brainiac basically Marvel or a version of Marvel's Ultron? Is it like essentially Brainiac predates him? But sure, well, I yes. mean they're they're both like in, in a way they're trying to do that. There's always a new ver- version of Ultron coming out, and there's a new version of Brainiac. And... Uh, yeah, it's, but this is really an out-and-out revamp. They're like pretending oh. that you know they're changing things in the past. Jeff John is writing this, this arc. But that's not what's controversial this week. What's controversial this week is that at the beginning of the week, DC actually pulped every copy what? of Action Comics number 869, Another which they had printed. got pulped by DC. Yeah, well, on last week, when they pulped All-Star Batman and Robin number 10, it was logical because apparently you could read the C word, you could read dirty words through a blackout bar. However, this week, the reason it was pulped was on a beautiful Gary Frank cover Superman was leaning against the fence with his father, Jonathan Kent. He was in as Clark Kent. And uh, he had a bottle in his hand. And on that bottle, which Clark Clark did, Clark Kent did, uh, he had a bottle in his hand, which I could tell in in a scanned version of the cover, it said root beer. But DC was afraid that it would say, that people would assume it was just beer. And that they dare not, in a book, Featuring a villain who is a genocidal maniac, destroying planets, and threatening and and intending to wipe out all life as we know it, you couldn't show Superman drinking a beer. Um, I can kind of understand that. Can you? Because he's a corporate icon, and you can't. So is Wolverine. Well, yeah, but Wolverine was started as the you know the bad boy anti-hero. Whereas Superman is your Boy Scout, and you know you push him out. So to, Boy Scouts don't drink beer. 
Uh, do Girl Scouts? Maybe Eagle Scouts do. I don't know. I'm just saying that you have to be 21 and over to drink beer. Now, in this story, wasn't Superman a kid? No. Oh. No. This uh, is like it's it's like an aftermath of these just being oh, I brainiac. The cover showed him as a kid. No, no. Oh. Now, this, that I would understand if he was a kid. No, this is an adult Clark Kent with Lois and Martha on the porch behind them it's looking the at their men. It's like you couldn't have Superman smoking. It's the same thing. You just well, there's don't. a reason for that. Superman's uh, Kryptonian physiology does not actually allow him to smoke. Still, though, if you had a... Cu- they would have to pulp a cover of Sorry, Superman. Sorry, I had to Zorlack you on I'm that. I'm just saying, if they had Superman with a cigarette smoking, they, they'd never get away with that either. So, it, I can understand where, if there was any confusion, you have to understand, if they lose any kind of momentum or power on their main character, that would be a huge blow to the, well, to so the company. They, they still made it to the stores this week with a reprinted cover where the bottle now says soda pop. Generically, soda pop. What I don't like about that is they do have, lame as the name of it is, they do have a lame DC Universe version of Coke, Soder Cola, you mm. could have done, or Soda, or something that is accepted, people do understand, is the DC version of Well, they, what they think is there's somebody out there that is going to look at the bottle, look at it, and it was brown color too, right? Right. Well, most beer bottles are brown sure, color. Sure, and so what I'm so saying. So they have to spell things out for Are you everyone. telling me that, that Superman buys generic? Uh, it's in Smallville. I mean, they are kind of anti-city, right? I, I, mean, I guess, I guess. It's probably locally brewed, too, by the way. You probably, know. maybe, but... In, 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 they don't buy that city soda. Could have been Smallville Sarsaparilla? No. No? Smallville Perilla. No, it's no. Soda Pop. Soda Pop. Mm-hmm. Let's find out in a segment we're calling the Rick segment. What Rick liked this week? What Rick liked this week. Now, he didn't. it's not that he actually came in here to the store at any point today, He actually Debbie. Phoned, in, he phoned in an interview. Okay, well, I'm sure it's going to be sound as clear as if he had actually been here earlier mm-hmm. while I wasn't here, but I mean, he phoned it in. Right. All right. Let's take ahead. a look. Let's hear from Rick Brettschneider. Hey, kids, what time is it? I don't know, Rick, what time is it? It's Fanboy Planet time! Um, I have to say, you, you've got, like, the, the cool 70s shades on right now. So I forgot looking, to put on regular You're looking very uh, Dr. Johnny Fever right I, now. I, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, before... Hello, fall, babies. <laughs> so, we're going we're gonna to call this the Rick segment this week. So, Rick uh, got some books he wants to talk about. What... Uh, is piquing your interest for? Oh, let's start with the the obvious one that we talked about uh, either last week or the week before. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we talked about this with any, with any spectacular aware, awareness right. of it. Well, we did talk. I think uh, Rob Cordaway had actually wrote in and asked us about Marvel, Marvel Apes. Apes. Yeah, so uh, you actually sat down and read it. This was a hard one for me to buy because this <laughs> is issue two of four. Oh wow, really? I read issue one, and this was a very hard one for me to buy given mm. issue one. It. It's basically a lot of juvenile jokes about apes so oh, far. Okay. Uh, a character from uh, like 1970s Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the Gibbon, okay. and uh, some girl get transported into an alternate Marvel universe where everyone, everyone are, is ape. Now, is it is just are they very is are they variations of apes or is it they all just like the same kind of apes? Or is it like a planet? They're of the all apes? different apes. It's like so planet there's of the apes. some so orangutan. There's, there's like some... spider monkey. Oh wow! Okay, Doc, that makes sense. Doc, uh, orc. No, Doc. I can't remember what the Doc is. There's, mm. there's, uh, 
Oh, Iron Given? Yeah, this, this, uh, this, it's, it's the... No, Iron Mandrill? Oh, no, I, that was it. That oh, was it. Iron Mandrill. Mandrill. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, it's, it's not a very involving story from my point of view. Uh, frankly, four issues is not that far for me to go uh, in a first run. Uh, given what uh, Marvel Zombies did and what my initial impression of Marvel Zombies was as a separate book, which was kind of low as well. But uh, I'm anticipating eventually we're going to see a when worlds collide between the Marvel Apes and the Marvel and the Zombies. Marvel zombies. <laughs> so they're going to. Well, I thought we'll eventually end up with animals, though. We'll so. eventually end up with Marvel Ape Zombies. Ah, yeah. I see. Now, so. how, how is the artwork? The artwork's fine. Now the artwork, I'm not saying it's a Who's bad on the cover? Magazine. Because it looks like it's supposed to... It sure to, looks like Booster Gold. I was going to say, it looks <laughs> like Booster Gold, Gold. Gold. But I believe this is supposed to be Speedball. Why would Speedball be on the cover of Marvel Apes? Yeah. Speedball? Yeah. I guess it is Speedball. So there's Speedball right there in one of the panels. Right. And uh, Yeah, because he's a relevant character in today's Marvel Universe, indeed, right? Indeed. Indeed. Hmm. Okay, and, good call there. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of monkey business all through it. So is let's, it, but is it kid oriented though? I, I would say this is probably kid oriented. Okay, but it doesn't have like gratuitous violence or. It's a comic any, book. Okay, so it's is it fun at least or no? I, it's fun. It's no cerebral uh, story. I don't know how well it's going to go with the with the basic. Uh, let's make monkey jokes through mm, through four okay. issues. We'll see. We'll so have it's to just see. kind of silly Marvel. I thing. bought issue two. Okay, well, okay. so that's Damn. not a who's the monkey now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Damn dirty apes. <laughs> so I guess the next one I uh, I picked up, which this was unexpected, is the Age of the Century number one, which again gets back into this whole idea that the century was around for years and right. was and, just wiped. And, and here's the question though: Is does anybody care about the century? I anymore? don't know. And it's he's such a disturbed character in the Avengers uh, storyline and dangerous and this this kind of this it's, like it 50s looks like, style yeah, comics, age kinda, right? it really undercuts what he is turned into in the marvel universe today being so powerful and so unstable right uh one being of the, a basket case kinda, one of the things right? that struck me as i was flipping through this though the the art is uh well done from the standpoint of trying to reproduce the kind of mm-hmm. art art style from that even like this kind of like falling, slapping gesture here. This woman mm-hmm. off kilter. Right. Um, it's definitely retro kind yeah. of. Yeah. And but it's on the high quality paper that we use today. Right. So it doesn't look like the news or the the paints in the newsprint or the except ink in for the they reproduce one Marvel <laughs> bullpen bullpen bulletin that is uh, apparently from. Uh, it has all the current books on it, but it's done. Like old the style. old style from the and 70s. And then the page is actually faded and looks kind of yeah. like it's on old newsprint. But that's print. the only one. Everything else in this is really Yeah, you think they clear. could have faded the rest of the yeah. pages. and It reminds me a lot of last week's issue one half of the 12, wow, which went back and reprinted, I guess reprinted, because those were all old characters, mm. um, stories from a, a number of the 12 uh, characters, mm-hmm. which, which I found... Um, Moderately horrible reading. Oh, yeah. Okay. So won't be picking that up. Now this next one we're looking at. This is Dream War. The only reason I I, I think how, Steve, how many years has Dream War been coming out? It's about six now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it finally issue six of six of the Wildstorm DC Dream War 
uh, ends. Well, the cover certainly looks. I think this appealing. thing has been going on in parallel across two crises, and and the personality discovery. Yeah. Um, so they're finally wrapping this thing up. So we'll finally be able to see what uh, the end result is for the Dream War and the Wildstorm. Tell us a little about it's like. What? I can't tell you a thing about this because I have set all of these aside until the last one comes out to read. Oh, okay. Does anyone in the store know anything about this? Dreamweaver. Dream War. Oh, I'm sorry, Dream War. Gary Wright's Dreamweaver. Anyone? Track two on. No. Okay. Well, uh, we'll save it for the so next. We'll podcast. see about that one. Uh, the next one that oh, comes it's up. Oh, the Nixon comic. This is, I, I have to bring this up because in our in my review of Star Trek Assignment Earth, I reviewed the first four issues of this uh, continuation of the classic 60s uh, Star Trek episode with Yuri Seven and Roberta Lincoln um, continuing their adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wrong. This is a continuing series. I thought it ended with four, and we have... Issue 5 right now with uh, Richard M. Nixon facing down Richard M. Nixon on the front cover in a manner that only John Byrne can do. And that ends the Rick section. Oh, well, that was interesting from Rick. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I am so eager too bad he to, wasn't yeah, down here. I'm so eager to hear that. Uh, so let's take this time to move over to movies. and uh, Let's move over. Let's move over to movies and let's talk about... Uh, it's a lot of Marvel news this week. Not a lot coming out in the way of, of DC film adaptations. Watchmen still in limbo. Who knows what's going on with Wonder Woman? People still talking possibly about the Green Lantern script. Oh well, great. Although, did you hear that rumor about David Boreanaz maybe being Hal Jordan? And Except they said no. pointy. Yeah, I did hear that. And that's the thing. By the time we get around to a podcast, really, by the time I get around to reading a rumor and then deciding whether or not I should post it on the website, mm-hmm. it's been debunked. Right. You know, well, what I thought was funny is part of the rumor, or the, the debunking of the rumor, they said, oh, he's too old. And I'm like, David Boreanaz is too old. I mean, I well, guess they want a franchise He's guy. almost 40, but you know is what? Is he really? That's what they're saying. Yeah, um, he was, he's, but I don't care about that. I mean, I think that Robert Downey Jr. proved. You right. could you could get you could do a franchise. You could right. you could get three movies out of a guy. You turn Look 46. at Christian Bale. How old is Christian Bale? 30. Yeah, so I mean... So what? Green La- I mean, okay, here's the thing. Green Lantern's got to be a test pilot. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't know many 23-year-old test pilots. I don't know around. any test pilots, actually, so oh, I'm not okay. sure what the age would be. But that's beside the point. Yeah, okay. I you know, I, I think it'd be fine. But one of the reasons that rumor came out is because he does voice Sal Jordan right. in New Frontier. And I even, I think, mentioned it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Who I'd like to see is Al Jordan. I thought he'd make a really good He Al would Jordan. make a good Al Jordan. He would. So, um, But that was just a rumor. Anyways, you were talking about Marvel Someone movies. else green. The Hulk, <laughs> this week Ed Norton had gave an interview, now which you've apparently read a, a Marvel response to, but Ed Norton, and I'm sure he did sound kind of jerky about it. It certainly well, reads like it could be. He's where he an said artist. He just didn't know if he was going to be Hulk again because he didn't know what Marvel wanted to do. Truth of the matter is, Marvel has not said word one about a Hulk too. Mm-mm. So it's not unfair for, for Ed Norton to have said, it, said uh, I don't know. Well, they also said, though, in the interview I read, that pretty much every scene Ed Norton wrote, ended up they ended up cutting. So, it's all going to be on the DVD. So, maybe there was a little animosity there or something, or they just, they just from what I understand, they just couldn't agree on vision. So... Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I, I, I liked Ed Norton physically in that role. Uh, but, he, you know what? I will say this. He was good, and I liked it, and I liked but the I didn't whole movie. Him. No, I'm just saying that... If they would have done that same version of the Hulk and cast some other dude, or even Eric Bana, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah, yeah. still would have worked. 
You know what I mean? I don't think Bam, true. I don't think Norton brought anything extra to that role that made us go, "That's Bruce Banner." You know Except what I mean? for the you know asthmatic kid with the caved-in chest look with the animal within that he does so well. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong, I liked it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that if had they were to recast it and do a part two, I think they'd be okay. Yeah, and then, and that is coming out on DVD shortly. I think at the I end of October. It. I think they're. I think Just even, in time for Halloween. Even though it's uh, out, out from Universal, I think that they are kind of coordinating with Paramount a little bit. I think Iron Man comes out at the end of September, September 30th release date. Can't wait. I'm very excited for that. And then Hulk, so, uh, you know why? Hulk comes the the only month. reason why I don't want to see it on DVD. Why so you want to see Iron Man on DVD? Yeah. Why? So I can freeze frame that and find the uh, Captain America shield that everybody was talking about. Oh, absolutely. Which okay. John Favreau gave an interview this week, and he said it was you know it was interesting. That he wasn't quite sure where everything was supposed to be fitting in continuity. Like, he mm-hmm. threw the shield in as a joke, and then suddenly they've thrown it. You know, he's got Sam Jackson. Then he's got um, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. showing up in Hulk. Like, where is that in his career? And how is that supposed to affect the plotting of an Iron Man 2? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're trying That's to decide, will, the event, will Iron Man be part of the Avengers in Iron Man 2? Or will he still be slowly putting that team together? Who knows? I don't know. Do know that a company that has some of Marvel's characters, and, and they're not going to give them up, Turmoil. Fox. As a rights <laughs> to the X-Men movies. That was not a bleep there, so go ahead. No. No. X- just say it very Has good. X-Men movies, Fox. Daredevil, and Fantastic Four. All the, all the, I think. I think all the movies that. that sucked. No, I mean. Uh, well, no, we liked X-1 and 2. X-2, and, uh, really. And I liked, uh, I thought Fantastic Four 1 was a good kid I movie. I thought Daredevil was And Fantastic watchable. Four 2. Hey, Daredevil is watchable. It's not great. Electra, we could put less because it's not great. You cannot cough because you are the man who told us that we should watch Kicking It Old School. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, uh huh. So, um, Lon and I did actually watch Kicking It Old School as a result of your recommendation. And? And we had, we'll talk about it off the air. Because I just don't want to go into it right now. Hmm. We got a podcast to we finish. We got a podcast to finish so that you can go home at a decent time. So, Fox is in trouble, though, from what I so hear. So, Fox had a meeting. Apparently, the X Men Origins movie, Wolverine. Is a mess. Really? Because it got a lot of hype. This got a lot Comic-Con. of hype, but apparently it's just a, it's just a mess, and they find themselves in a situation like X three. Likely they'll probably make some make some money off it because everybody wants to see it, but nobody's going to want to see another one. Mm. Uh, That's too bad. That is too bad. However, they did hit down, and they think that they really want to emphasize Deadpool because they think one of the things that does work is Ryan Reynolds as as Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds always works for me, anyway. Yeah, he does. He does. So, so can't wait. Okay, so there we go. And then they're thinking about making it down the Daredevil film, like a, a, a requel, yeah. a revamp. Yes. So, but Foxes or Marvel? Is? Foxes, because Fox still has the rights. See, Fox will just blow it again. It will. Another thing that's being blown is Kickass. Tell me about it. You sent me a YouTube video, like, is claiming to be a viral marketing thing for Kickass. And what did you think? Uh, well. You asked me what I thought, and I still haven't said it. I thought it, it sucked. It looked terrible. And it, it was ridiculous. It was like making fun of something that I already didn't like. Yeah, I just don't uh, quite know. I mean, I read a lot of kick-ass news today on the... Uh, not to be confused with the kick-ass reviews on our site, but... Um, I don't call them that. You're oh. the only one who refers to your own oh. work that way. Okay, anyways. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, 
Yeah, the movie itself, I guess, is I guess already beginning production. I Moriarty on uh, yeah, it has begun production. It has already begun posted a, a yeah. script review, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he's not the first to do that, and uh, and Mark Miller is is claiming he's trying to pitch to Marvel uh, to DC to Warner Brothers as a result of his juice off of Wanted and what he believes will be Kickass that that Warner Brothers should turn the franchise over to him. For Superman? For Superman. Yeah, that's that Which can't I'm saying, happen. please let that I think Grant Morrison should get that franchise. If you're going to turn to a comic book writer as an advisor, Grant Morrison. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I mean, really, with Mark Miller and Wanted, that had nothing to do with Mark Miller. I mean, no. his story from Wanted is barely in the movie. So. Uh, well, it had nothing to do with the story either. Right. It had nothing to do with, well, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see where they're going to take Kick Ass. From what I hear, though, I think we even talked about last week geared more around the little girl than the main guy yeah. named Kick-Ass. So, yeah. that's just that's just bad. Well, should we go turn to TV now? Let's turn to TV because we got to wrap this up We've got to wrap this up too. You know, a new Smallville starts, a new season of Smallville starts season 8 watching, tonight. But, but, you know, I'm still, I'm about halfway through season 7 on DVD and, uh, Watching them back to back does highlight all the all the weaknesses in the series. But if you just kind of like want to get a little kind of Superman action, it's getting closer there. You're seeing, you know, and it's fun. It's just that it's contradictory. It contradicts itself from week to week. This is the season that has Doomsday as the main running villain. Oh, you know what? I just read some. But somebody I, else is playing Doomsday. I thought it was Jamie Bimber. But it is somebody who was on Battlestar Battle Galactica. Not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Justice League is back, and I've kind of enjoyed what they've done with Justice League, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. It's going to be a couple weeks before I get around to watching the first <laughs> season opener, but I'm going to. Okay. So uh, there's something that I am legitimately excited about is that uh, Speed Racer came out on DVD this week. So I just want to tout that because I thought it was a great movie. I'm one of the few people that did think it was a great movie. Uh, Unfortunately, nobody else in the world saw it. So, that's not uh, true. I, I, I know because of my Facebook connections that I I have an ally in uh, DVD producer Rob Meyer Burnett, hmm. so, uh, who was also the director of Free Enterprise. So he's a geek, but he loves Speed Racer. I liked it, too. All right. I just didn't think it got the respect it Well, a show that perhaps... Uh, it's like kicking it old school. It, it didn't deserve the respect. Terminator, the Sarah different Connor strokes, Chronicles. Steve, different it strokes. takes different strokes. To, he doesn't even know. Steve doesn't even know that we're referencing the film. Mm. That was for you, Steve. Anyway, yes. this week. Uh, you can call me a big Last week. <laughs> last week, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles returned. It did. And I have a note here. Lon's done with Terminator. I think so. Um, That's all you have to say on it? I think so. I didn't, okay, I didn't watch last Monday's, but um, it just felt like it really had nowhere else to go after, you know. Uh, I don't like Shirley Manson. I don't like the direction they're going. Um, I am afraid that they are creating a new formula yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're creating a new formula for the uh, for the series, which I don't I don't like when an ep- when episodes become so clearly formulaic. You know what's funny is I was going to tell you last week, but Rick didn't see it. I was going to say that when I was watching it and I first saw Shirley Manson, I was sitting there like, God, she's just very stiff and robotic. And then at the end, you know, spoiler alert, yes. she turns out to be a T-1000. Mm-hmm. And I was like kind of sitting there going, oh, now I kind of, but then I'm all still though. I mean, Robert Patrick was a T-1000 and he at least had a little charisma, at least a little, you know, whatever. Well, she's a rock singer. Well, the other thing too. I don't too, think she's an actress. But then if you look back at her earlier scenes, she's giving a monologue about, you know, people and humans and everything else. And I was like sitting there going, T-1000s don't 
soliloquy like that. Soliloquy. Soliloquy. Would be the, would thank be you. The, uh, verb. And uh, I just kind of, I just the direction it was going, I was like, it's like putting uh, lipstick on a pig with you, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Studio audience. We have revived the controversy. That's what Fanboy Planet is here for. But uh, and then the other thing I didn't like was every week they seem to go through safe houses. Mm-hmm. And then just mysteriously find new ones with furniture, refrigerator, TVs. I, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta go with you. That was a little disturbing. And they take, they use the safe house a little more this week. Uh, but I thought, yeah, really, who gets to just move in on the day? I mean, I recall going through a huge mm. background check. Right. Well, uh, even squatting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got. I mean, maybe now in the whole mortgage crisis, there's a bunch of houses that are just left empty. I don't know, but. Well, maybe because the, you know, the T-1000 is coming back in time and killing off land. Maybe. I don't know. That's the plan. They're actually trying to make it just a real estate killing. Yeah, but I just think that the acting's poor. I mean, the you know, the, where the story goes and where they take the action is kind of fun for TV. But I just don't have time to follow it unless it's going to be high quality. And it just seems like it's kind of a low-quality sci-fi. Well, you know, and one we love right. still has not made it back on the schedule. And I'm not concerned because they've said mid-season, I think, that they're going to bring it back, which is Reaper. Right. Yay yes. for Reaper. Could be back as early as October if, if one of the shows that the CW is showing uh, gets canceled. Do you know if they're shooting new ones? or yeah, They are shooting new ones, uh, apparently, they, you know, but I don't know much about... Uh, well, you know what's crazy with the whole Lost thing and now Battlestar Galactica is, like, we almost get two TV seasons now. We get the fall season, where and, everything, and, and, and then we get and the, the winter, winter season. season. Yeah, winter season, and it's, yes. like, kind of cool because... You can look forward to new movies or new shows coming out every January, February, and that takes you through the rest of the school year. It's great. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and I got to say, by the way, if you're listening to this, by uh, next Monday is the Return of Heroes. And I just Ooh. need to push that. I have no idea. I haven't seen it, but uh, since uh, it, uh, I do, your boss, uh, I, this is my boss, William Cat uh, from Catastrophic Comics, uh, is a guest star in the first two episodes, which are being shown back to back on Monday night. Oh, a two-hour, two-hour heroes, two episodes. That it's certainly worth uh, tuning in. I will be, and uh, I'm. You know, I think that's that doesn't conflict with uh, Terminator, and even if it did. You're okay with that because well, you're not going to be watching. Terminator comes on what eight or eight, nine? eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Heroes is at nine. Heroes is at nine. So it's After just a geek tastic Monday. It's a geek huh? Monday. Well, Chuck and Terminator going on, and I'm going to say Chuck. I will agree with you here. Chuck is going to win out against Terminator in my. I house. would probably watch. I prefer to watch Chuck, and Absolutely. I've never even seen it. No, it's a good show. It's a so, fun yeah. show. It's a very fun show. So I'm, it is. Wait, a who's the hotter chick? The chick on Chuck. Well, that's a tongue twister. The chick or, on Chuck. Or no. the Terminator. No question. Chick on Chuck. Really? You think Summer Glau is not as hot as the blonde chick? Because Summer Glau looks disturbing. In real life, Summer Glau is extremely attractive. Oh, okay. But... I hear in real life the chick on Chuck is kind of ugly. What? No, I'm just, I was that, just that counterpointing hurts. you. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right. uh, so we've got a lot to look forward to. And Torchwood Season 2 is coming out on DVD, and I'm... Let me spend some time this weekend looking at all the extras on that. We just there's a lot of there's geek-tastic a, stuff a lot going of geek-tastic on. stuff. Absolutely, I'm not sure when Big Bang Theory is coming back, but there soon, it is I hope. soon. And uh, where can people that are listening to this short podcast find any more updates, info, and cool stuff? Well, at fanboyplanet.com, hopefully, and uh, I'm sure some as well uh, from uh, moreonlife.com. Sure. And where can they email any questions, comments, or 
criticisms. Well, editor at fanboyplanet.com. You know what you are tonight? What's that? Helpful. Uh, and I didn't know what yes. to do with that. I'm not sure <laughs> what's going on. Where should you buy your comics? Uh, is, it, it, we've already talked about that, but you talked over that. Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Where, uh, where the, we need to go because Steve the, needs the, to go. Steve, the, you, you walk in and the manager looks like Doc Holliday in Tombstone. You're in the right place. It's the only place you buy and he, your comics. And he doesn't have polio. Uh, or whatever what? that was. TB. TB. He had whatever. consumption. <laughs> whatever. Polio. I don't know. I was thinking some old time gunfighter with polio. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, Anyways, until next time, remember... Use your powers only for good. Hooray.